Hello and welcome to Bad Romance. I'm Jordan Searles. And I'm Bronwyn Isaac. And this week we did a new release. We are doing... I feel pretty. I feel pretty. We, You know, sometimes we want to get on the hashtags while they're still going. Um, and, and so we decided to take our movie passes and go out to the theater and see I Feel Pretty on opening weekend. Yeah, we saw it together. It was a nice bonding experience. It was a full theater. <laughs> mm, mm-hmm. I, I was almost nervous I wouldn't get a ticket. Um... Because like I got there right when it was about to start, and it was it was jam packed, um, a lot of women and yeah oh my god and there were so many people who saw okay so I was saving a seat for Bronwyn and I put down my vest I took off my vest and I put it on it and people kept on asking if the seat with my vest in it was open. And there, were, there was this white woman that was sitting next to my vest that kept on telling people that the seat was open. And I kept on having to correct her and be like, no, the seat's not. And it's just weird that this white woman just assumed that I went to go see I Feel Pretty by myself, me and my vest. Like, Yeah, <laughs> like she didn't... So presumptuous. <laughs> yeah, like, like who doesn't understand the the saving a seat with your jacket like that is that is a time it was so weird it was like she thought that i was making it up but i was like why would i go to this movie by myself like i feel like i'm not trying to alienate people (laughs) yeah like i'm not coming here to be a jerk like i wouldn't just do that and i was very grateful that you did because uh it was full enough that we would have had to sit separate otherwise oh yeah it was wild people were popping out before maria menounos was on the screen like they were there before before her and i was like damn yeah people were settled in with their snacks and um there was the there was that man um that was sitting near us and he was alone yeah, a man came... An older man. An older man who kind of looked like Tracy Letts came yeah. to see I Feel Pretty Alone. And I'm not going to lie, like, I didn't look at him during the movie because I didn't want to make him feel weird, but I was... I looked was, at him. There was a little bit of peripheral, like, I wanted to know how he felt about it. Like, I was very... Because he gave off good vibes. Like, he, he was obviously there because he wanted to see the movie, and I was very curious what his emotional experience was. Um, <laughs> I also would like to know. Yeah, that's the. I g- almost wanted to ask him, like, what did he think? You know, in a very, uh, just kind of stranger making small talk, but but I didn't. So <laughs> if he wrote a review of the film, I would read it. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Um, I feel pretty is such a weird case. Uh, oh yeah, I should say uh, what I usually say up top. Uh, it was written and directed by Abby Cohn and Mark Silverstein. And this is their first directing effort, but they've been writing together for a really long time. Um, They wrote Never Been Kissed, He's Just Not That Into You. They were among the writers of Valentine's Day. There was like a, there was like someone else in there. Um, God, what other stuff have they done? The Vow... Truly, um, truly. I mean, we've only covered um, he's just not that into you of theirs so far, but oh, man, a, they, good, a good flock we could cover. They also, yeah, they also have writing credits on how to be single, which was like, like, oh, hey. like really recently. So, yeah, they've been they've been in this game for a long time. They've been doing this for a while and they specifically wanted to dire- wanted to direct this film. I actually read um, an interview, like a BuzzFeed interview where they basically were worried that. If they didn't direct a script, that someone would mess with their message, and they wanted to make sure that 
the message in the script is exactly what was on screen. It, and for like very specific things, like for example, uh, one thing that you should know about I Feel Pretty is that you never find out what the idealized version of Renee, the main character played by Amy Schumer, Renee. We never figure out what Renee thinks she looks like. We never yeah. see that. And basically, Abby and Mark were like, and that was our choice. And we feel that like any other director would have made us see that. And they didn't want that. Yeah, like a lot of, I mean, before the movie came out, because obviously it just came out, there was a lot of backlash to the trailer uh, for a lot of reasons. Um, And there was a lot of comparison with Shallow Hal, but this was a completely, I mean, it was a different movie for a lot of reasons, but one of the main ones was Shallow Hal. A lot of the humor was based on the optics of comparing uh, Gwyneth Paltrow to Gwyneth Paltrow in a a fat suit and, and the, like, hilarity, apparently, of him perceiving her different and also of course the message that goes with it but with this movie we never like you said Jordan we never see what Amy Schumer thinks she looks like we do know she thinks she looks different um we never see that and so in a sense that is nice because I think there's a lot of really cringy pitfalls that there's already cringy stuff in this movie um but that that's a really large cringy pitfall that they avoided (laughs) um because obviously there's just a lot of cultural implications and what are we going to say the ideal, you know, body is or or the cultural expectation of beauty. And um, this movie was already coming out of the gate with a lot of opposition. Yeah. So partly because Amy Schumer is somebody that people have really strong opinions about. And even though she didn't write the movie, the fact that she's the star um, immediately, <laughs> immediately divided the Internet. And I, I feel... I feel strange because I'm not strong on either camp with her. Um, yeah, um, it, it's it's really interesting. A lot of people are, they're the people who defend everything that Amy Schumer does. And they're the people that are angry about everything that Amy Schumer does. And um, I tend to, I tend to end up looking like a contrarian some somehow. Uh, mm-hmm. Just for just being kind of indifferent and for also finding that a lot of the anger is really, really performative. Oh, for sure. And I think, I mean, it it feels obvious, but I do think there's similarities to Lena Dunham in, in the way that she's talked about, because like there are things that Amy Schumer has said and done that I think are, I agree are problematic and I don't like, Um, And there's aspects of her personal comedy that I don't necessarily love. But I also feel like she gets such dramatic responses for saying and doing the same things a lot of other white comedians do. A lot of male comedians. um, And even like other white female uh, actresses and comedians who maybe people don't have as strong of feelings about because of whatever reason. Um, And so... Yeah, I find myself, sometimes I defend her because I can tell that people's anger is coming from a place that has nothing to do with her. And sometimes, sometimes I critique her, but I don't have, I don't hate her. People have such a strong feeling she's about her. Just, she's, just she's just a, a white lady. Yeah. She's just an average white lady. She just, it's just, all of this energy is just so not necessary. She's just a white woman. And like, I get it. 
I really do. Like the white feminism thing and the not knowing what she's talking about a lot of the time thing. I get it. But also, I just feel like... I feel like it's a really fun exercise for people sometimes to attack a person who makes mistakes that they don't make anymore and that they feel superior to because they don't make those mistakes anymore. But that they made pretty recently. Pretty recently. Like, like there was, um, like, very recently she did, like, an interview or something where she, where she quoted James Baldwin. And people have been joking about that online. And it's like, yes, it's funny that this white woman quoted James Baldwin. That's kind of hilarious. Um, but also, it means that she read James Baldwin, which is more than I can say for a lot of white women <laughs> yeah and if she was like if she was a white woman who was like considered you know uh more of i don't even want to say woke because i feel like it's corny when white people say woke but if she was a it white is. woman like who was considered more like aware and conscious um people would think it was awesome that she quoted james baldwin you know like if if, if she was considered more likable in the right ways um and again, I'm not defending the things that she's said or done that are problematic, but I do think it's interesting how the double standard, both gender-wise, but also just about likability, applies to her. Um, yeah, because I, I think like her quoting James Baldwin, if it was a different person, like if... I don't know if Chrissy Teigen quoted James Baldwin, everyone would be like, "Yes, like awesome." Oh my god, yeah. I you mean, know, Chrissy, Chrissy I mean, Teigen can like fart, and people are excited. Yeah, like, and I mean, <laughs> I know that's a false equivalence for a multitude of reasons, but but I think you understand what I'm saying. Yeah, it's just yeah, it, it's very. And the thing is, is that like I I used to be into I used to like her stand up a lot. I don't really like it that much anymore. I personally just, but it's not because I think that she's unfunny. I just grew out of it. The kind yeah. of, and I also think that she kind of grew out of her own stand up, which is why she doesn't, which is why she focuses on acting now. I think that she, the kind of shtick that she did kind of works for your 20s and her transition to a woman in her 30s stand up hasn't been great. Yeah. And, uh, and like most stand up comedians evolve, like that's just like human beings, but particularly stand up. There, like there's so many stand interviews with stand up comedians that I've read and watched where they say, Oh yeah, that, that first album or that second album, you know, I don't, I don't agree with a lot of the things I said, or I don't like a lot of my jokes and that's really normal. And so it's just interesting. I think there is this sense. Um, it's hard to, it's hard to parse out all of the factors, but there is a sense with women that like women are not allowed to grow in front of people um, in comedy, particularly because there's just so many barriers already. And, and like, and then there's also the, on the other hand, there's a sense of the reckless white woman who like is like, what? I'm a woman. I'm funny. Like I don't do bad things. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> I think, okay. So before seeing the movie, I was, I was talking with, um, one of my roommates uh, about about her, about Amy Schumer in general, and we both were agreeing that she's a really good comedic actress. Um, yeah, I agree. And I think that her doing more acting is actually a really great move because what I've liked her the most, and I liked a lot of the sketches on her show, 
which obviously were written by a team of writers Mm -hmm. um, and overseen by her. Mm -hmm. Um, But I love her, her acting in those. And, and I actually, I think I have a lot of feelings about this movie, but I think she does a really good job. I think she's a really good comedic actress. Oh yeah. I thought that she was, Um, yeah. The material is, is really the big issue, but the way that she approaches the material, the way that she works with it, the way that she delivers lines or facial expressions, like she is bringing it in every scene. She throws herself into this movie. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so I think like you were speaking to her career changing as, you know, she's, she's a woman in her thirties. I hope that it continues in this direction of, um, acting and leaning into that aspect of her skill set. Yeah, yeah, I think that that's really, I think that's really where her, where her uh, charms are at, charms. And like uh, in this situation, like usually when we do this show, we have notes. I actually do have notes, but I took them during the movie, and I took them in pen, and they are um, <laughs> inscrutable. <laughs> I, I remember I saw Jordan taking notes, and I was like, "Wow, she's better than I am." I knew I was gonna write things down when I got home. Um, but but she was like writing them down as they were happening. It was it was <laughs> like in the theater. This was the raw note taking experience. Yeah. Um, um and like the, my notes make sense to me. I should have transcribed them before we recorded, but I also am kind of glad that I didn't because I don't want to be reading <laughs> while we talk about this. I don't think. Oh yeah. I don't absolutely. think it's necessary for yeah. this. Yeah. Um but it did give me a few refreshers of things and uh, and specific funny lines. Oh yeah, thing. well I mean I knew that I, I I took out my notes exactly when um the medium George joke happened because I realized that I needed. To oh, make you sure guys need to hear that I remembered this. medium George. You like, the thing about I feel pretty is that like I know that a lot of y'all aren't gonna see it. And regardless of regardless of what we say and regardless of what we read, what you read, I know that a lot of y'all aren't going to see it because a lot of y'all are in your feelings about Amy Schumer and you're in your feelings about the trailers. But there's some funny shit in that movie. Yeah, it's a funny. <laughs> I'm OK. I'm going to say it. It's a funny movie. It's okay? funny. I had like, a good time. It's a funny movie. I had a good time. I was not. Ma- I mean, again, I have movie pass. So, like, <laughs> it takes a lot for me to be mad that I saw a movie at this point. But um. I would have paid for that. Like, that was a fun movie experience. It, there's a lot of really great people in it. I mean, Rory Scovel, hilarious comedian, is in it. You know, um, there's a lot of there's a lot of people that that I like. Um, it's a it's a it's an enjoyable comedy. There's a lot of issues, but she, yeah, you know, come well, for me. Come come into my I Twitter mean, mentions. The, the I will. <laughs> I'm not gonna fight you, but I'll like. I will admit that the biggest issue is that Renee is clinically depressed and the movie does not acknowledge it until really at the last fucking second (laughs) when when michelle williams character kind of makes a joke but is also like hey are you okay we have mental health at this (laughs) at, at the place they work like, yeah, so the whole movie, like both. I mean, I feel you. And I feel I, like everybody. I I feel like everybody kind of knew that there was something wrong with her throughout it, but it was just like, like I don't know if it's like a white people thing where nobody felt like it was their business to to just really be like, honey, you are not okay, and we need like we love you. You're not okay. Yeah, because like I mean, cause she uh, she she is so obsessed with beauty. She's 
she it's pathological it's 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 it's, it consumes her entire life yeah it's and and like again like because of the genre of the film and amy schumer's style like it's supposed to be very heightened you know this heightened look into how women feel or or how some women feel um when they're thinking about their bodies and insecure but like it is so heightened that yeah like she's it's she there's a scene where she just follows um a, a, a skinny woman around a skinny beautiful i'm using finger quotes oh when yes I say this. emily radiowski the model actress yeah she she follows her around <laughs> um a fucking pharmacy oh, and it's just so like creepy. asks her questions about like what's it like to be beautiful what's it like for just random men to like hit on you and 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 girl and old girls just like that hasn't happened to you and she's and Amy's like no never and and, and I don't believe like, that <laughs> I don't believe it either but it's also like that <laughs> part like when Amy so basically like em- Amy meets um Emily Radajowski's character at Soul Cycle in the first scene um and Emily's always like she's really sweet the whole time um and oh, yeah Amy what a nice so l- creepy the whole time so <laughs> creepy i was just like, like i was like i like this sweet like i didn't know i figured that she was some kind of model i was just like but she's sweet i like her yeah like like and and amy's immediately like like when they first meet she's immediately like oh you haven't done soul cycle that's weird you know because like you're skinny um and oh and God. then like she sees her at the pharmacy and this guy hits on Emily Radiowski and then Amy's like that's amazing and that was when I was like okay breaks I'm I'm pulling the breaks it does not matter how you feel about yourself I don't think any grown woman is going to be like that's amazing that a guy hit on you in the in the pharmacy because all women have dealt with harassment and it's not fun. I get hit on all the time. And it's like, yeah. I'm not, like, it's like, I'm not a size zero. I get hit on constantly. It's not, and it's, it's not, not fun. No. And it also, just takes up time. And also, like, I will say, oftentimes, when the times that I'm hit on the most are when I don't feel cute. Like, a lot of times, like, when I'm crying. Oh, my when God, I've been when I'm crying, in a sweatshirt. Yeah, that's when I get hit on. And a lot of times, I, I have a theory that these men hit on women because, they can tell that you're vulnerable that day. And so they think maybe you're more susceptible. So I also feel like Renee's character would get hit on because she's giving off major vulnerable vibes. Um, I just, I didn't buy that whole scene in the pharmacy that like that drove that me up a scene, wall. That scene really, <laughs> really upset me because not only it, it was just like so many questions. It was just like, Oh my God, ha- have you ever like gone to like a foreign country and you like immediately find like some hot guys and they ask you to be on their yacht. And like, what is it like to just like walk around and just like have the easiest life in the world? And it's, it's so upsetting because you know, and oh my god, so uh, we should talk about the elephant in the room. Okay, a lot of the issues with a lot of people reacting to the trailer is people saying that Amy Schumer is the beauty standard. Listen. Yes. Okay, so people Listen, like they're I like she's know. white, she's I don't know what people it's like talking white about. femme and like, you know, healthy. Um I'm sorry. No, yeah. I, I can't. No. I can't. Like, no. I'm sorry. Like, not even intellectually can I. No. And <laughs> and actually, there was a really great piece uh, in the New York Times about this movie that mentions how, like, people, like, a lot of the backlash was like, well, Emily Radiowski and 
Amy Schumer are technically the same privileged demographic because they're both like white women, like straight white women, like, you know, that like I don't Amy has like rebuffed at being called plus size. Like there's a whole discussion there. Yeah. Um that I'm not gonna get into. Yeah. Um <laughs> uh but basically like the backlash was like she's a thin white woman. Um she's not but she's but here's the thing like she's not thin um and that does not mean that she's not healthy or beautiful right and people don't know how to say like that that is indicative of how crazy the beauty standards are is that you're not allowed to say someone's not thin without the implication being that they're not attractive yeah here's right the thing. Like, like i don't think that amy schumer is unattractive but i'm also not gonna call her thin and i just think it's weird that we're doing this yeah like it's it's it it feels really disingenuous because um, it's just like i was in especially like watching the movie like you know, I was looking at there were things that Amy that her character was like anxious about that I was anxious about, like her arms. Like I'm also anxious about my arms. Like there are things that I saw on Amy as like Amy's character, which is Renee. I always say <laughs> Renee. Yeah. There are things <laughs> that I noticed in Renee that like I'm anxious about in myself, like my stomach, my arms, like stuff like that. And so it was super weird because like I'm like a size like 16 18 depending on the clothes in in i feel pretty amy looks about like a 14 to me yeah 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 and so it's very weird that we're pretending like and like we can talk about how sizing is bullshit because it is but like For sure um in my mind a 14 is an l like whether or not 14 should be a size large in my opinion it shouldn't be um like but yeah like, totally because because everyone's like it's it's just weird the way that everything's set up is very weird well how it's sized so that like like very few women fit into so I mean, yeah that's a whole yeah <laughs> so it's just yeah it's 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 a whole mess but like she's she wears a size large this character wears a size large or like a medium if we're really really pushing it so are we really trying are we really lying on the internet that a size large is skinny are we really lying online and especially like and the whole thing is like especially for a woman in entertainment who's on screen you know because like how you look in real life and how you look on screen is different and the standards for that are, are different. And Amy Schumer has been trolled and body shamed a lot. Um, like some of the backlash to her is like this very misogynist, like we want her to be more like fuckable, essentially. Like right. that is some of the backlash to her. So it was weird that then there was this other backlash that was like, well, she doesn't get to, she shouldn't play that character because she is like the standard. And I'm like, this is not Gwyneth Paltrow playing, you know, like that, like, yeah, it's not, it's, it's like, she's it's really actually, fucked, it's really fucked up. Like, it's, like, honestly, yeah. just, just say that you don't like her. Yeah. Cause that's, that's more honest than I think what people have been doing. Yeah. Like, I, I agree. <laughs> like, I'm like, y'all can't like make fun of how she looks. And then the next minute say she can't be in this movie because call, she's too hot. Like, you can't call pick her a reason you hate her. Yes. You can't call her a cabbage patch kid and then say that she's too hot to star in this movie. Pick a lane. Yeah. Pick a side. Like, yeah. Pick, like, it's that, just, what are we doing? Exactly. <laughs> I'm just, so. I'm tired of it. And it's like, it's not even me like caping for this woman. I don't know her. I like, I don't know her from out. If I ran into Amy Schumer on the street, I probably wouldn't even recognize her. 
But like, what are we like? It's just like we're not gonna be fighting on the internet just to fight. Like, yeah, like that's it's <laughs> that that's one thing that has bothered me in general about the conversation around her, but specifically around this movie is like, I'm like, yeah, like there's definitely things in the movie that are cringy or feel a little embarrassing, um, like as a grown woman <laughs> to watch. Yeah. Um, but those don't have to do with how Amy Schumer looks. Um, and whether she's too hot or not, you know, like that. So yeah, I felt like we, she was actually really great for this role. She was, she was really great for this role because she has the body that a lot of women yeah, she's have. Very familiar. She has like, Oh my, like I was just, I was looking at her arms the entire time. Like her looking at her arms was making me anxious about my arms the like, entire time. Yeah. Like she, you don't actually get to see her body on television very much, which is, actually really ridiculous considering how normal her body is and that's yeah. the whole point of the movie like that, well it's one that of them. is the whole yeah and yeah so, yeah and so. And, and so yeah and the problem is is that it's <laughs> that's also the thing it's just like it's so wild too that she just okay like amy schumer the person is 36 years old let's put this into perspective she this character <laughs> Is a person yes. in their mid thirties. Yes, that's running around chasing twenty year olds, talking about what's it like to be hot. It's so strange. Oh yeah, and this goes back to what we were saying. Like her character. I mean, so I again going on some assumptions. I assume that a lot of people listening probably won't see the movie, but I also know some of you will or maybe have. And I assume also that most of you have probably seen the trailer. So, you know, the basic plot is that Amy Schumer's character is obsessed with beauty. She feels bad about her body. She works for um, a high end makeup company, um, but she works online. So she's not in the glamorous office. She hits her head during soul cycle and then she like basically wakes up from this coma and she can see herself as um the gorgeous actualized self she wanted to be and again we never know what that looks like which i think is good um oh yeah and before that though she she watches she watches big which okay this this woman 36 years old at the big big age of 36 sipping red wine watching big during a thunderstorm walks outside goes to a fountain throws throws a coin into the fountain and like wishes for herself to be beautiful homegirl right like i feel <laughs> here's my thing like i'm like at 36 i mean even now but like i would just wish wish to be rich <laughs> girl you can just buy beauty and like also buy like a nice house and buy some friends <laughs> like, girl that's, you that's, live that's, in that's an harsh, apartment you know by yourself yeah like i'm like i just like i'm like i'm too i'm already too tired for that i can't imagine in 10 years like that being my main aim you know like i'd be like um, I I wish for a vacation house. <laughs> like, yeah, she is. Uh, uh, I wish for world peace. You know, I want, I want, uh, I I want universal health care. Like, what are we doing out here? Like, I don't know. Sorry, I I I steamrolled you there, Jordan. I was just feeling really passionate. No, no, about no, no, that. no. This um, is, no, it's wild. The, her like, behavior is wild. And the one thing in the theater that I kept on saying, okay, so she. So when she realizes that she well even before the whole soul cycle I'm beautiful thing she she finds out that there's a receptionist job open at her company she does the web stuff and she like is like in a, like a damp like place with like a with like a man um dude and 
who's just kind of just like a regular guy who just kind of wants to be left alone and doesn't want to talk at work. He wants to do his job and go home, which like I, I honestly one of the most relatable characters. Respect. <laughs> He's just like, I'm tired. I don't care. And I was like, word. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, she wants to work in the main building mostly because it's more aesthetically pleasing. It's more beautiful there. Like it's better designed. And that's where all the models and all the makeup are. And that's the job that she wants. She wants to go from web design or like data entry. I don't know exactly what she does. Seems to be data related. Um, And she wants to be, she wants to go from that to being a receptionist. This is a woman who has, who owns her own apartment, who lives alone. Like, I mean, she she probably doesn't own it, but like, you know what I mean? She lives alone. She lives alone (laughs) in Manhattan. Manhattan. I'm always like, and this is a movie made now. Like, this isn't one made in the 90s, like, when Manhattan was cheaper and, like, parts of Manhattan were, like, Brooklyn now. Like, this is, like, now. And I'm, like... She, yeah, she... Ah. Like, she's, like, this This is a homegirl who is doing good. And she wants to be a receptionist. And so, like... And when she does become the receptionist, she mentions that she has to take a huge pay cut for the job. And she mentions it nonchalantly with the smile on her face. I was livid. And the whole reason (laughs) she wants to be the receptionist. Oh, yeah. Like, the whole reason she wants to be the receptionist is so she can work in the headquarters for Lily LeClaire, which is the makeup brand. Which is, and it's one of those headquarters where everybody there who works there is like very in the beauty industry. So they're either a model or they're a designer, but they all look like they could model. Um, and I have been to places like that. So it's definitely real, but like, it's so, I'm like, no, you're 36. You want to get a pay cut so that you can like be in Instagram photos that look enviable. Like what is going on? It like is, it is go to a counselor. It is so <laughs> strange that she wants. To, okay. So she, so she, so she goes to soul cycle and like, there's like, this movie is like full of, full of like very interestingly placed black women. Yes. She goes to soul cycle and there's just like this, like black woman who had, and I peeped her underarm <laughs> hair, which made her one of my favorite characters. Um, <laughs> yeah. Whenever I see underarm hair, I'm like, get it. Yes. Uh, she shows up and she's just like see who you want to be blah 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 be it see the person like I've never done soul cycle I just assume that they all tell you that when you go in like it's some kind of like cult. yeah I haven't done it either but it does seem culty so <laughs> this depiction felt like heightened but it real it reminds me I used to do it I used to do insanity and that's kind I'm of so how sorry. The, the guy on the tape was like just like yelling at you like, actualize yourself burn it away and yeah, you're just like you're like, just like keep going and it's just like whatever like even like am I dead already like oh my god and if you look at the insanity tapes even like the people on the tapes get tired like what are you doing getting tired like I'm just like like, what is wrong don't you feel pumped and I'm like okay whatever cocaine you just took we don't have so like (laughs) chill out like um but yeah yeah. so she does it and like she hits her head um you know you know but she she doesn't she's just staring this this inspirational black woman has really just like given her what giving her the whatever to that magic <laughs> energy yep. that ma- and then she wakes up and uh we have Sashir Zamato there <sighs> yeah Can we get Sashir a real role like, please and and we after the after the movie we we had dumplings and to debrief because as you do um and just... talked about how Sashir like Ever since her arrival on SNL, like she's she's gotten some movie roles, but she's always a side role, which I mean that's usually how you start. 
Um, but she's in these movies that are primarily white, which again, most movies. Um, and it's like she's never like in real life. Like I've met her; she's really sweet. She's really funny. Yeah, I've met her too. She, yeah, she yeah. is. She's sweet. But in these movies, she keeps getting cast as like this kind of mean, like kind of mean. But she doesn't even, like in this movie. She doesn't even get to be funny. Like she has funny reactions, but she doesn't. I don't know. I don't feel like she gets to show off either her likability or her sense of humor, and it feels like a waste. It is. She's also been in Yoga Hosers playing a character named Principal Invincible, which, girl, I just... I. I just I hope you got your check. I'm just yeah. I'm really, I mean, get get paid. I'm really get upset paid. that you were. I'm really upset that anyone was in yoga hosers, but especially you. I was just like, girl, what? Yeah. <laughs> and this and this is out of love. <laughs> I'm just, oh yeah, no, this is fully us being this like, is like, hey, like, we love you, and we just yeah. She just plays this. It's like her whole character. She's like this mean soul cycle employee who's like judging Amy for like being for not being skinny enough. Like yeah, I mean like, and I get it because like Amy's playing like this annoying white woman who's just like taking up all this space like like emotional space and just like verbal just like talking but like it's just Sashir's whole thing is that is to just like judge her yeah yeah (laughs) wordlessly I feel like her role like the casting description was like must give side eye to Amy Schumer at all times you know um and it's just it's fine, but yeah, it does feel like a waste of her. It feels like a huge waste of her. It does. And um, yeah, I wasn't really. And oh, my God. <laughs> and since like it's also a, a movie about beauty standards. um, And so it's weird that it places like this movie constantly places black women as like basically giving Amy Schumer shit and I'm like okay but in the real world white women are giving people a lot of shit yeah oh my god so when she interviews um, for this secretary job it's like her and it's like Michelle Williams and Naomi Campbell and Naomi Campbell's whole role in the scene is to just (laughs) is to just (laughs) judge her yeah like it's like different judging it's like i'm amused but i'm judging you yeah like i love like naomi campbell's judging like i abided by a little more because it was like okay this is naomi campbell like (laughs) um like so if anyone's gonna judge like like she has that right um but yeah but again she's in this position where it's like amy schumer is this everyday white woman and this powerful black woman is like basically not letting her into the beauty kingdom. Yeah. It's very weird how like, I mean, and I'm not saying that like black women can't be gatekeepers. They definitely can. It's just weird that it's just weird that it's <laughs> how many movie. there are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because Amy's world, like her friends circle is all white. Like her love interest, like her world is white. So it's not like she's in a context where this would make sense. Yeah, yeah, it's very weird. Uh, it's yeah, it's 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 strange. <laughs> um, but yeah, she does get the receptionist job, and um, yeah, and she gets the receptionist job, of course, after she hits her great head. At it. Yeah, and she like at the the interview scene, I think is really funny though, with her and, and Naomi Campbell and Michelle Williams kills it in this movie. I 
I was I was gonna wait to talk about Michelle Williams, but we can talk oh, about yeah. her. I mean now. we can she, save her for later because she, she needs just, she just was She's amazing. Yeah, she knocks it out of the I, I in fact, loved it. I told my sister to see this movie just for Michelle Williams. Ama- well, yeah. Like what a performance. Like I I've always kind of been on the fence about Michelle Williams and like I've just been like, do I like her? Do I not like her? I don't know. She shows up in Dawson's Creek. How do I feel about her? Do I like her more than Joey? Like I've always been like Meh, I don't know. Um, but this, <laughs> this, this movie is what made me decide that I like her. <laughs> yeah. She brought, she like brought it a hundred percent. Like she, it, it's beautiful. It's, it's, she, yeah, she plays, a, she plays Avery LeClaire and the, the makeup brand is Lily LeClaire. So it was founded by her grandma and she is this, you know, socialite. Um, she has intense vocal fry she wears dresses that look fashion but also have cats on them like it's just <laughs> it's brilliant and her character like she's not double wears prada she's not dragon lady she is um really empathetic because you can she she has a struggle because she feels that people think she's incompetent because of her voice um and and her grandma's very much like, oh, you grew up with money. You don't know, what, like, because her grandma didn't, I guess. So her grandma's like, you don't know what it's like to be a businesswoman. Her really. grandma is played by um, former model um, Lauren Hutton, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Great casting. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so she, her character is great because she she loves Renee because Renee is so confident and excited. And they have a very cute friendship it's it's so okay it's so cute it's so uh like and one thing that this movie tries to do that i think is really adorable is just like it's it's talking about like different kinds of like insecurities like we'll get to um renee's boyfriend's insecurities a minute but like um um, avery's insecurity is like not just like her voice but just like this feeling that like she's incompetent that like because so much has been given to her that she doesn't actually know what she's talking about and that she doesn't like it's like she gotten to a point where she just like has no confidence that she actually earned what she got yeah and i just find that to be really fascinating yeah i felt like it was really fascinating because you don't actually see that a lot in movies and a lot of these movies that we cover are about really privileged people but we don't get to see that complex um side of it you know the the self-awareness um and yeah. and she just yeah she michelle williams just delivered her character so oh well my like God, you that felt voice, like she cared about I, her i want oh like, yeah i felt i felt genuine tenderness between them yes and and the way like the avery was very much like oh renee yes you belong here we want you and renee is just like so excited about the brand and so excited about a lot of the people working there are, you know, they're just work. They're trying to get to the next stage in the beauty world. And Renee's just so excited to be part of the club, which again is also sad. <laughs> like, yeah, it's sad. Yeah. Cause, uh, um, cause you know, even Avery mentions, you know, a lot of people would use this job as like a stepping stone and Renee's like, no, I just want to be here. And like, I just want to basically like, I just want to be a receptionist and I want hot people to like me and I want to be one. Like, ah, yeah. like it's just, it's, it's very, and um, I can't, it's, so hard to explain the voice that Michelle Williams it's has. so specific it's just like I just I don't know I, I worry that I would have to be I don't I, can you do it 
<laughs> I don't I don't know if I can. I'm afraid to try. Should I try? I'm, you should try. I'm afraid to try also. <laughs> okay, guys. She's like, <laughs> this is Michelle Williams. She's like, Amy, Amy, um, so we wanted to hear your perspective on the line, how we make it more um, accessible to the pores. Um, <laughs> I heard that you also, you were a poor and you know what people who shop at Target like. I mean, she doesn't like, but it sounds like she like sounds like a mouse. And like the whole plot is that she's basically trying to make a line that's less expensive to sell in Target because everything is, you know, oh, like yeah, $200 Sephora. Line. Yeah, they call it a diffusion line, like $200 Sephora stuff. So they're trying to do, you know, $15 compacts or $8 eyeshadows. And, and it's just a, like like Amy Schumer is just trying to explain what it's like to not be super rich and not super good at makeup and and Michelle just Williams like, is just like, oh, that's very fascinating. Like Thank Amy has so to much. tell them that like, they need a that they need a that they need to put a brush <laughs> in with the blush. Yeah, it's just like what? Yeah, because they're they're not selling brushes because they assume you know because people who have a lot of makeup usually have a bunch of brushes already. And I was like, well, that is real. Like a lot of high end brands don't include brushes, which I think is angering. <laughs> but. It, it it was just so their relationship was really cute. Yeah, yeah, it, a lot of the relationships like uh, the main the thing about like I feel pretty is that like a lot of the relationship work is good. Um the um she um her her man, the one that she meets um god what's his name in the Ethan. Um she meets Ethan like after she has had her transformation. And she's like feeling all confident, and she basically like, <laughs> she basically like makes him take her number. <laughs> like she thinks that he's asking for it, but he's not actually. But then he just kind of takes it because he's just like, I think he's just like blindsided by the situation. He's also just like, when is this ever gonna happen? Like he has this kind of look on his face that just like, well, this doesn't happen every day. So yeah, like <laughs> Ethan, aka Rory Scovel, like he he they're at the dry cleaners, and this is the day. It's either later in the day or the day after she's hit her head, so she has this newfound confidence because she, you know, she's like, I'm beautiful now, and so yeah, he she's explaining how the dry cleaning system works and that you take a number, um, and he's like, oh, what's yours? And then she's like, oh, you're trying to get my number, and he's like, what? And and that's how they meet. And then she calls him. She calls him two days later and she's like, I know you're probably shy and intimidated and you think I'm too good for you, but let's go out tonight. Um, and that's how they. Um, and she does again. I think this is where like Amy's comedic acting abilities and then Rory Scoville just as a comedic presence. And also just as he did a really good job feeling like a believable and tender dude oh yeah he general. was such a sweet boy and like i i didn't i didn't know who this comedian was i don't i don't know who every comedian is but he's from south carolina which made me endeared him to me because that's my area you were like oh southern boy <laughs> yeah and like one that's like not terrible and not toxic what yeah like how <laughs> totally he had a very he had, and and his character um like one of the going back to what you were saying about there being different insecurities, his character, and this was something I had an issue with. Um, his character was supposed to be non-traditionally masculine, which is, I think is great. And 
his character reminded me a lot of men I've dated. Oh yeah, definitely. You know? Like he's he he doesn't identify as alpha male. He kind of feels left out of some of the dudes at his workplace because he's not macho. He's very aware of women's feelings and just people's feelings and his own. Um, and he like he goes to Zumba because he doesn't like going to the gym. And and it's kind of a punchline. Um, and what bothered me was I thought it was great that they had him express those insecurities because those are really real. Yeah. But I thought uh, Renee's response felt kind of unbelievable to me. Yeah, it was very weird. Like, um, it was like the movie was, like, it, it, I think what the movie was trying to do was point out, you know, this, this like, non-traditional gender role thing going on where it's like she was the pursuer and she was the alpha one and she was the one that was initiating sex and initiating dates and everything. And he was just, you know, like, quiet and more reserved and unsure of himself. And he likes Zumba and, like, all those things. And he was, I think they were trying to be, like, you know, they were trying to do, like, a different kind of love story. Yeah. Um, but the problem was is that I think the screenplay kept on trying to call attention to it in a way that kind of just ended up... Uh, like kind of just making fun of him, making fun of him, yeah, just for just for being not broy, <laughs> yeah, and like a lot of men aren't broy, and and he was great, yeah, and and it was weird that Renee was also so surprised, like she'd never met a man like that before. Well, Renee's surprised by fucking everything. That's true, and that goes back to her just being really unhealthy, like. If I met a woman in her mid thirties like that, I would be like, "Are you okay?" <laughs> like, um, yeah, she's just so shocked. He mentions crying at one point. He's like, "Oh yeah, I would cry," um, and she's like, "You would cry?" And I'm like, "Yeah, do you, are you in your thirties and you think men don't cry? Like, what?" <laughs> yeah, it's and very strange. Like, I think uh, the problem, like the the great thing about Renee, I think a lot of the best things about Renee are that Amy Schumer makes the character so warm and takes lines that could like come that could be really really harsh and kind of like softens them and kind of sands them down a little bit. Yes, but like Renee, the way that she's written. Is she could be really insufferable if it was done differently. She's so self-absorbed and like it's framed as like low self-esteem. And like I'm not saying that like low self-esteem doesn't make you self-absorbed like it does, but it's so extreme. It's like she can't imagine that anyone could be happy unless they are exactly like what you see on like a People magazine cover. Yeah. And and it it's it's like and and her friends, her friends are AD Bryant and, um, Busy, Phillips. and Busy Phillips and they're awesome and it's just like again going back to her mental health being an issue. Like it's like how do you live? There's plenty of people that are insecure. Most people have insecurities about how they look um at one point or another or or like specific ones. But the fact that she can't see or enjoy her life outside of that at all is really, like, is very fixated. Yeah. And, I mean, that's it's the point of the movie, of course. But it's it makes it a little... I don't know if I wanted the movie to try to make it feel more realistic. I'm not sure if that's what I wanted. <laughs> but I think that there were times where it was hard to connect with her because she was so one-track... Yeah, that was her only road to fulfillment was the standard of female beauty. Um, 
Yeah, she's just like so obsessed with these things. And it's like a, a, a big problem with the script of this movie is that no one, like while she while she's under her delusion spell, whatever, no one really knows exactly what she did. No one knows that she actually like wished in a well. No one knows that she hit her head at soul cycle. No one knows any of these things. So no one's able to tell her like no one's able to actually set her straight because she really isn't emotionally honest enough to talk to anyone about how she feels. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So her friends, like, in the movie, so this whole time, so one thing that did confuse me is interviews with the actors about the movie. Like, there's an interview with Amy Schumer where she says, oh, my character doesn't actually see herself differently. She just loves herself. Um, But then in the movie, it's made clear that she thinks that she looks different because she doesn't think her friends will recognize her. Yeah, she doesn't yeah, she doesn't think that her boyfriend will recognize her either. Exactly. So there's kind of a disconnect there. Um and she never like like Jordan said she never tells them that she wished. So her friends have no idea what's going on when she's like, "Wow, I look different." And all these things, they're just like, "Okay, are you fine?" And she never explains it to them, but I'm like, I can't imagine being that close to someone and having them do those things and not being and not needing that answer. Oh, yeah, because um. it's like, so they go on, like, a grouper date. Like, this is after she's found her man, but she's still just, like, trying to be a good friend and, like, not trying to flake. So it's, like, so it's like her and A.D. Brian Busy Phillips and, like, these three, like, pretty nice guys, um, as far as I could tell. And yeah. she just, like, and everyone seems to really hit it off. But for some reason, um, she just keeps on... Being like, oh, yeah, no, you got to try harder and you got to be hotter and you got to talk about hot stuff and like don't talk about your boring personalities and like blah, blah, blah. And it's like it's such a weird it's such a weird thing to do because um, I don't think that her hitting her head, I don't think that she turns shallow necessarily like the like I felt like the the transition of her just being really confident to becoming shallow was kind of jarring and also doesn't make sense because most of the time when she she's using her confidence to have conversations with people that end up being pretty like heartfelt and thoughtful and sweet yeah like and and the whole point is supposed to be that she finds her confidence and then realizes that confidence is the key to a lot of things. So it is weird when she takes this toxic turn um, where she's like snobby and other people need to be as hot as her. And right. like, because yeah. like none of the models that none of the, well, not I'm, I'm calling the models. None of the, I don't, cause I don't know what else to call them. None of the like really pretty people that she hangs out with are really actually mean to anyone yeah no they just like she doesn't hang out with any mean people <laughs> no they just like have they just have like access to spaces because of their job but also because of their looks and like probably money and status yeah. in new york etc but yeah they just they just have things <laughs> that's pretty much yeah it. like it's 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 weird because i'm just like where did she learn this behavior from yeah if not from yeah it's weird it's it's it does feel like it's, it's like they needed it's like she a got turn, her confidence but, but then yeah. her insecurity came back in like manifested itself in this superiority complex um it's it's very 
and and then she treats her friends like garbage on this date because she's like oh like because she's assuming that the men are more into her than them and doing all these and like saying embarrassing things about her friends and meanwhile the dudes are totally into her friends yeah like and, and actually once be. she goes like, a- once she once they she goes away like they just date yeah exactly <laughs> like ad brian is like talking about how she likes to knit and this guy's like oh that's awesome oh my and god he has, yeah, like, it a, so it's so cute, cute. Yeah. yeah and he has like a scarf and she's just like owning it it's great oh my god can we just talk about ad Bri- how great ad brian is i love her i love her. yeah she's just like oh I, I like her a lot. And um, I read something about like her maybe getting like a TV show soon. And I'm just like, finally. Oh, because she pops up at the end of Girls. Did you watch Girls all the way to the end? Not to the end, no. Uh, should I spoil it for you? Yeah, you could go for it. <laughs> okay, so it she will... pops up at the end of Girls. She's like Shoshana's like really, really... Um, positive and bubbly boss and like eventually she just kind of sticks around it's like a weird character that just like won't leave and you're just like why won't she leave is it just because it's ad bryant and we don't want to get rid of her and i think that that's it but in the end she ends up with ray yeah which yeah ad bryant and ray like they go like the character they go on like a really like sweet date and they just end up together it's really interesting because it's like ray kind of just like wakes up sometime during the last season and realizes that he's like tired of like fucking 20 year olds and being a creep and then he just like meets ad bryant who's just like nice and like fun to talk to and is not someone that he's like constantly trying to like you know how older guys are like constantly trying to like teach you things. Yeah, like it's like he can't do that with her because they're the she's same actually age. like yeah, she's and actually a grown woman who yeah. like has her own right things that she knows about. Yeah, yeah, and they just end up together, and I was just like, yes, yeah. You were like, finally, it was great. I yeah. was so happy. I was just like, please don't have this show end, and he's just like following around Marnie or Shoshana or something. I'm gonna die. It's like such a breath, <laughs> and I I, I feel. It, it is I love that A.D. Bryan's character and Busy Phillips like they're both fine like they like themselves you know um, and, yeah. and they even call out Renee at one point they're like because Renee has a meltdown and she's just like I just wanted to be beautiful and like blah blah, blah and and I'm sorry I treated you guys like this and Busy Phillips is like that is so sad that you just wanted that beauty was so important yeah and eighties like we love you we don't care what you look like also like you know we think you look great like we like ourselves like and I just feel like they're a great um, contrast to her um, because it's so much of the movie is Renee kind of chasing after these models who are like you know happy with themselves but i just love how we're just calling them models by default because we don't know what they well, are because otherwise we say pretty people and then there's this whole discussion but a lot of the women are models like in the movie they actually are like models in their in their jobs so yeah i mean like i mean like and, and they're playing models in the movie they're like models for lily claire but it is awkward to just be like models models like, like women you know they are people like yeah <laughs> Yeah. But y'all know. Y'all know. Um, yeah. It's just, okay, so I guess we're going to have to talk about um, the way that this movie... I hate this. I hate that we have to talk about this. Um, the way that this movie portrays skinny women... Oh, yeah. As, like... It being like shocking that they have interior lives. Oh my gosh, yeah. Like, and going back to like Emily Radiowski, like 
like Amy's obsession with her or Renee's obsession with oh her. Oh my God. It's and so Emily, intense. Like the whole time Emily's really sweet. She's like not snobby. Like, and, and like, yeah, Amy Schumer's character is just so like obsessed and just like, wow. Like, and objectifying her, like massively objectifying her. Like, well, you're, you're so hot. Like, why would anyone be mean to you? And it's like, I don't know, maybe because they all treat her weird, like an object. Like, um, there's a scene where she's crying, Emily is, and Renee walks in oh and she's like, why? And she's like, why are you crying? Like, she's like a street harasser. She's like, you're too pretty to cry. <laughs> <laughs> and like, 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 wow. Like, I didn't know pretty women cried. Like, and then Emily's just like, yeah, I'm going through a breakup. And, she, and then, and then Renee's like, oh yeah, I bet men are mean to you after you dump them. And she's like, no, well, I mean, I got dumped. And then she's like, you got dumped. And like, Emily's like, yeah, you know, cause I'm a real person. Like I, I'm a real person and he couldn't handle that. And it, you know, of course, it's it's basically referencing the fact that she gets objectified and people don't want to actually deal with her as a human being. They just want to look at her. Um, and, and, and like, Renee is just so blown away. Like, she has this revelation, like, <gasps> like, oh, wow, beauty is in everything. And even the women that I think are the ideal have to deal with being a person. <laughs> I'm just like, like no. <laughs> I I that was like a scene that was embarrassing for me. <laughs> like it was embar <laughs> like and just embarrassing to watch. Yeah, it's like <sighs> it's so weird how she okay. So this movie kind of just like has this whole very much like a there are regular women and there are models. Yeah. Thing and the way that it tries to position itself is so strange because, like, because, <laughs> like, <laughs> Busy Phillips, Busy Phillips, the way that they, she's styled in this movie, oh my gosh, they yes. just like, like, make her hair brown, which, like, she's usually blonde, her hair's like brown. And like she's like super tan, like it's like they tr and they like kind of like dress her in in like this. She wears like loose flannels, like nothing yeah, form fitting. Just, like very, and it's just like they're trying to make Busy Phillips not hot. And it's basically, like, and it's like, it, but it, she's it, still hot. It's like. very strange because I mean, oh yeah, <laughs> this movie was written was co-written and co-directed by her husband, which is like just put another layer for me. But I don't know, like she just like wanted to be in the movie or he wanted her to be in the movie and they just decided uh like that they were just gonna try to like style her down but this weird idea that just like busy phillips is just like so average looking is oh absolutely <laughs> i was like okay i'm tapped out like, like i've seen her <laughs> like i've seen her like yeah like she's a stunner and like yeah they it was so obvious that they tried to style her down. It was almost comical. Like, like it was like oversized t-shirts, you know, like, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was so, it was so strange. <laughs> it was. And I mean, she's like her acting, like she does play like down to earth women. Like, yeah, you know, like she's good at like, so her character made sense in that sense. Like she totally was like the friend, but it was funny that she was supposed to be like, this totally average woman it's, and then and then there's models it's re it's really funny i just kept on looking at her just being like 
Yeah, what? yeah. Like, uh, actually, okay, sure. Like, um. <laughs> and I'm like trying to think of an equivalent, like. <laughs> But I'm, uh, oh yeah, and also I think she's like best friends with Michelle Williams. I think Busy Phillip and Michelle Williams are best friends. They it's are. A, yeah. When? I think they've been best friends for a long oh, time. Oh, in real life. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. That's that's cool. That makes sense. I I thought you meant in the movie, and I was like, did I just oh, like no, no, have no, no, a stroke no, 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 no. and like no, no, miss no. All? I think they're best friends in real. Like, oh, this is very much like a. Oh, I could see. Oh, this is totally like a friend movie. Yeah, it's like very much just like a like like people who like really like each other getting together, making a movie, and you can feel that watching it. You can feel that like oh, everyone people had a lot of other. fun, and I think everybody really like believed in the movie which feels corny oh to say but like you can f- you could tell that everybody is like happy to be there yeah i mean the thing about this movie is is mostly just that it's like really naive like it just comes like it's a little bit reductive um in the way that it has this grown woman like if it was a teenager if she w- if renee was a teenager it would feel more believable like a young girl going through puberty who feels that way but like a thirty-something woman who's—I mean, I—I like we, like I know there are women who are that fixated. Yeah, but it's yeah, it does feel a bit reductive. Yeah, it's 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 very weird. It's just like in every almost everyone in this movie is in their thirties. Like A.D. Bryant is exactly thirty, so she's like on the younger spectrum here. And like Emily Rodzikowski, like she's the youngest at like twenty six. But like everyone else is like in their thirties or like close to forties. And so like it's so strange because it's just like it's weird that she's going through this journey now. And I think it's also just because the writers are in that age bracket. So I think that they're writing for their age bracket. Like, yeah, absolutely. So I think that that's what's happening, but yeah, it's really weird that this is something that she has to learn now. And it's just, it's, it kind of, it's a film that kind of posits that, uh, that all you need is confidence and that beauty standards are a construct, which they are, but they're a per- more pervasive construct than this movie wants to act like they are. Yes, because, like, on one hand, I do agree, like, confidence is a big deal and, like, and how you attract people on a romantic level, but also just, like, as friends and, and career-wise, confidence does so much, Um, but... Yeah, but it is also acting like the walls of the beauty world and like and like the patriarchal ideals that that hold women back and make things harder for women will disappear if you're confident. And that's just not true. Um, And and that is condescending to women (laughs) because like it it puts an onus on us. And I don't think the movie's trying to do that, but. Um, I think the movie is just trying to be empowering, you know, and trying and and I think it's sweet in that sense. But the reality is, it's not women's responsibility to just be confident, and then beauty standards and like patriarchal um, oppression is going to disappear, and we're just like going to be or fine. Racial because, like, oppression, which this movie does oh, not talk about at all. Oh yeah, like this movie does not address white supremacy of um, beauty standards and whitewashing and any of that. Which is why, like, the way it positions some of the black women is, like, extra strange. Well, I, and I, we talked about this a little bit over Dumplings, where I think that a lot of, like, white women are intimidated by black women 
in a way that, that, like, has nothing to do with us and are, like, overly concerned with how we feel about them, how we feel about how they look, and are constantly comparing themselves to black women in a way that, like, we don't do the other way around. Like, we're not as worried about it. And Amy Schumer and, like, some other prominent white women yeah. um, are, like, seem to be, like, fixated on black women in a way that's kind of unsettling <laughs> yeah totally <laughs> because and it just and it because a lot of it just like comes from this idea that like we're just like these like we're just like these like magical creatures that like don't have anything going on and that like things aren't hard for us <laughs> or, like, or like that or like or that, that you're like, like confident automatically we're automatically confident we're naturally moisturized we just wake up with moisture like it's just we it's so I don't know where that comes from. Like, I don't know. Take it to the altar. I just, I don't understand. It's very weird. Yeah. And I kind of want it to stop. No, I think it's like a creepy byproduct of racism. Yeah, it's very creepy. And it's just. It's yeah. like a fetishy. It's like a fetishy thing that's like not sexual, but like kind of in the same neighborhood. Yeah. And it's, yeah. Yeah. And, and it's just like. I don't think that anybody really like I I feel like these are the kind of white women in this movie that would be like what a black woman would go through this like but like, she's like so the gorgeous like the situation yeah. like like the whole like stalking in the pharmacy thing if Emily Ratajkowski was black if it was a black model that she was stalking around the I would believe that would happen yeah I would believe that one hundred percent oh totally like weird like, like a lot of that weird behavior if she was like can I touch your hair like wow you get hit on by these men yeah like just a very yeah. But nobody rolls nobody rolls up on white women like that. Not women, not other women. I mean, do they? I don't know. I mean, women can be creepy to each other for sure. Um, but I mean that level I mean, from a 30 year again like no a teenager one, like or even a college student I could buy um but like no, a 35 year old <laughs> woman doing this to another woman in the group like what 35 year old has time for that no like, one no one rolls up on me and gets in my space like white women <laughs> like yeah. on a consistent basis like i can just be i can be reading a book like they will insert themselves into my space like men are annoying but like white women are like right behind them and how annoying they are <laughs> this movie was like yeah it's just yeah I, yeah I just don't it's weird um but yeah uh no that's that's totally I mean yeah this movie completely ignores like the racism of like the beauty industry and like the the intersections between like racism and like patriarchal like ideals of desirability politics and all of that and i mean i don't think this movie could have handled that but it definitely could have avoided it less <laughs> yeah oh yeah they uh, really could have um <laughs> oh yeah we should should we we should talk about uh the bikini contest oh god yeah so how do you feel now that you've had a few days removed from the bikini contest I still feel the same. So that like during our debriefing, so there's a scene. It's it's um Renee's first date with Ethan and they're, you know, going going about and she sees that there's a bikini contest at this bar 
And she's so excited. And he's kind of weirded out because he's like, uh, you want to go to a bikini contest? And he's like worried. He's like, isn't this awkward for you? Like you're in a space where all these women are being objectified. She's like, no, I want to join. <laughs> and then he's nervous for her because all the other women in the bikini contest um, seem like maybe they've done this before. Like, again, it's kind of this model dichotomy. Um, I don't know how else to say it shorthand. Yeah. Um, so she enters herself in the yeah. bikini contest and she ends up killing it because she like is hilarious and she makes jokes and she dances and disarms the whole bar and they're like into it. But of course someone else ends up winning. But uh, yeah, someone else ends up winning, but like essentially David tells us a lot of dumb shit. Um, but uh, the one thing he does say that's not dumb is that uh, yeah, it's political. She's like my niece, which actually like makes sense. <laughs> oh makes yeah, sense so David Tell like pops in. He's like there, which is great. I love him. And he's just like <laughs> tells Ethan, he's like, like uh, Renee's not in the scene and he's like, you got a cool woman there. Like my niece won, but she, but your woman was like the, like the star. Like yeah. she was great. Yeah, yeah. You know, this is, that's, that's the woman that you want. You know, someone that can, you know, make it out of a knife fight. That's, that's someone that you'd want to sit next to on a plane. And I'm just like, sitting there just like, <laughs> I know what you're, I know what kind of woman that you're talking about. And she's not that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's just like, cause like, oh, what when she gets on stage, he's like, are you interviewing for the bar back position? Yeah, it's weird also because like in this scene, it's like they read her as like really tough and like working class in a sense, and her whole character is very like, very like middle class, upper middle class, sheltered. Like her biggest worry is that she's not pretty enough. You know, like there's no, she's not worried about her apartment. She's I'm like, she does not seem like tough at all. She seems the opposite. Yeah, she does not. Yeah, it, it so seems it's weird. weird. They're like, oh, she's not skinny, so she must be tough. So yeah, it's it's like, very what? strange. Like, it's like, I'm surprised yeah. that he didn't call her sturdy, which, like, I oh, feel like. Oh, that was so implied. Oh, yeah. It yeah, was... that was so implied. Okay, so, like, she, um, everybody's like, everyone's like a size zero, one to two, I think, and she's really like the you know, the only one that's really not. And she just like rolls up and she doesn't even really have a bikini, but she kind of like makes like a makeshift one. And then she, you know, she, she tells jokes that are funny. Like she's really fun. Like she's funny. Like she does a whole stand up act, which I felt like was a really good move. It's like, she knew, she knew her strength. She knew her strength. She did it. And she dances and like, I mean, you know, aside from the fact that she's a white girl and so it was white girl dancing, I didn't think it was half bad. Like I Yeah, she was she, having a time. She, she was, was confident. She was she had a good time and like she looked nice. She looked confident, you know, she was I just, <laughs> It was I just like the bikini scene like I knew it was just a device, you know. It was supposed to especially establish I mean, her that bond. Was, that was that was a trailer. That was for the trailer. Exactly. And Ethan like was 
of course, like really smitten because she was so confident and she like had so much fun. So he's like, wow, you're really fun. I yeah, like he was you. scared at first because he thought that everybody was going to be mean to her, which I thought was actually kind of like sweet that he was like, it wasn't like a you couldn't do this. It was definitely like a like this is not really like. Yeah, this, yeah, this is, is like not a like very a, skeezy, objectifying thing, and right. you're not going to have fun. This isn't like a nurturing environment for you. Yeah, this was not a body-positive bar. Like, Right, yeah. yeah. And then but she, like, she really goes, she puts her finger in this guy's mouth, a, a random guy's mouth. Like, she was like... <laughs> oh, yeah, she, she's, like, owning it. <laughs> she was, yeah, I, like... <laughs> the only problem is, oh, I, I, guess, I guess it's time to get to... Um, the audience of the movie. So oh, yes, yes, yes. We saw this at the Regal, and um, I like to see movies at, like, a Regal because uh, that's, like, where you're going to get the most, like, normal people. Like, AMCs are also everywhere, but AMC tickets are actually more expensive than Regal tickets. So I feel like if I want to get, like uh, like, a good sampling of just, like, okay, where the mom's at, where the grandma's at, where the family's at. I'm going to see Yeah, like, Regal. how are people responding? Because those are, like, the most affordable tickets in the city for some reason. Exactly. <laughs> um, for, for the big movies, anyway. Some of the indie theaters have cheaper tickets, but then they're also, like, harder to get to and, like... And people, and, yeah, a lot of... Not, like, people don't know about them, but, like, they're less obvious. Right, so. exactly. Um, like, so, so, like, I, so we go and, you know, um, we've, we've had like a few weird experiences. Like, I think we mentioned when we saw Flower that like people were like fat shaming the main dude and that was annoying. But I mean, that's, that's what you're going to get when you're, yeah. And, um, and I saw, and I compared it, like when I left, it reminded, it kind of reminded me of my experience with I Love Dogs where I saw I Love Dogs and, um, a lot of my issues with the film are kind of like how it was positioned and a lot of the laughs were just a Japanese person is on screen. A Japanese person is speaking Japanese. A lot of the laughs were just related to Japanese people existing and being on screen, which was a problem. Yeah, there was like this, it's like this kind of reflexive giggle at anything perceived as otherness. Um, so it's like, oh, this person's fat. We don't see that on movies. Yeah, oh, there, yeah, there's a Japanese yeah. person. And like, that's that's how I feel pretty um, was. Um, yeah. Whenever um, Amy... Um, whenever, like, uh, this character, Renee, was, like, super confident about her body or, like, getting naked or, like, or, like, that bar scene where she was doing the, do, like, doing the whole, like, dancing routine for the contest, you know, it was just, like, a lot of people just, like, laughing because it's funny that she's doing it like, in the first place. Yeah, no, they were laughing because it was, like... Yeah, it was definitely like, oh, like, wow, she's doing it and it's obviously not sexy. It's like absurd because, you know, whatever, she weighs more than these other women. So like, whereas, you know, that if another woman was doing it, they'd be like, wow, this is like a really sexy scene. Um, and I mean, part of it is like Amy's like Renee is hamming it up like she's making jokes like. It's yeah. supposed to be a funny scene, but the times that people laughed were uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, it was so, I mean, and it was like, it wasn't even like, it almost felt like they were laughing because, because of like what they've been told culturally is to be okay. Like, so there's, oh, a, for sure. so there's a scene where she like strips naked um, for Ethan and like people are laughing and it's just like, are you laughing 
because you've never seen a person of this size naked because I doubt that just like looking out into the audience if, yeah like, if, I, if we did like a sampling of just looking at the body types in the audience I feel like people looked closer to Renee <laughs> yeah they look closer to Renee than Emily Radiowski so it's just very strange that like people are it's like laughing at themselves almost. yeah that's yeah. what it felt it's like, like almost a self I don't want to go so far as to say self-hatred, but it's like you're just not used to seeing yourself on screen. Like, I mean, obviously there's tons of white women on screen, but you're not used to seeing this this very normal body type on screen. So people are just like reflexively like, oh, well, this is weird. Um, yeah. And it, it was and it was sad, and it was kind of sad because um, I will say this, like I feel pretty is like very flawed in terms of its ideology and stuff like that. The best thing about I feel pretty is the love story. Yeah. And there's really not enough of it. And it's yeah. It's really sweet. It's really honest. Like, oh my God. In the scene where um her connection with Ethan is palpable. Like they feel like a couple that makes sense. Yeah. They balance each other. Um yeah, they actually they look good together. They like do. they make they make sense. Like it seems like I can feel the chemistry. I can feel the attraction. The you know when she's not making fun of him, they talk to each other like human beings. Yeah, they do. They're tender. And like oh my god, in the scene, um, so the scene where they have sex is like probably like my favorite, one of my favorite scenes in the movie because it's just like. Because it's just like he really he keeps his shirt on, which I it's I kind of wish like she like commented on that like all the shit that she comments about. I wish she'd commented on that so that we could talk about it. But yeah, it's, it's symbolic enough. He keeps yeah. his shirt on, and he keeps on trying to turn off the light. She keeps on trying to turn it back on, and he just is just like it's. He's just like, oh, I didn't know that you wanted to see me, and he's like. And she's like, yeah, of course. And, like, I want you to see me because I look amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Which I also loved. I thought, like. I love There it. are these moments of her confidence that are, like, just really refreshing. Yeah. Like, some of them, like, there are definitely scenes where she's, like, an asshole. But there are some scenes where I'm just, like, get it, bitch. Yeah. Like, where she's, like, yeah, I look great. And I'm, like, yeah, own it. Like, like work it. Like, um, oh, yeah. my God. When she's riding him and looking in the mirror at the same time. Girl. Oh, my gosh. And he's, like, are you looking in the mirror? And she's, like, yeah. And he's, like, that's so hot and i was like accurate i feel like that's what would happen and like i have done yeah. that before and let me it's great have you done it it's great i haven't looked in the mirror while i was having sex oh my you should yeah now i i need <laughs> i need to set up the mirror i'll be like hey babe i'm gonna move the mirror over here so i can look at myself while i'm on you it's it's <laughs> fucking awesome yeah um yeah it was just like yeah, I mean, there were some scenes where I was just felt like, yeah, she's being a bad bitch. Like, yeah, like, like she's owning it. Like, like that's cool. There were those scenes, like, and I felt like those scenes. I was like, this is the you know, empowering aim is is like yes, you know. But then, yeah, it, their their chemistry in bed was just great. It felt very realistic too, and and again in that they tried to kind of gender not gender bend like gender reverse because they made her more aggressive sexually. Um, yeah, I, I loved that. And his his attraction to her is very much about the fact that she's confident um, and and just about the fact that she's not apologizing for who she is. Yeah. So then, of course, when she finally, like, eventually she realizes that she doesn't look different um, and that she, like, it was all in her head. And then she has to have that come to Jesus moment. Um and then she realizes that he just like liked her sh for who she is the whole time. It is interesting because uh, like, yeah, most of the movies we cover 
I mean, our like this is technically a rom com, but it's really not about him, and it's really not about them. That's just a byproduct of her confidence and her relationship with beauty. Um, so like my critiques really don't have to do with the actual romance. It's like yeah, the romance really is just actually the way, good. Yeah, it's just the way the movie tackles beauty, um, and tackles a grown woman's relationship with it. And I wish there were more movies about this that were done like even more nuanced. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very like it's hard. It's a hard thing to broach. It's it, it is. And this is really like a hard movie to talk about. Like I didn't know that it would be so hard to talk about because like I knew that I wasn't gonna have a bunch of negative things to say. I kind of knew that before I watched it, just because like I knew that they were trying to do something good. Exactly. And just the intention of trying to do something good can go so far with me because so much media is cynical. Yes. And this wasn't a cynical movie and I didn't want to go into it cynical. I wanted to experience it and then see how I actually felt and not just like kick back. Cause I felt like I needed to, because I felt like it was the, you know, I don't know. Like I, I like politically I would be, I would be somehow a sellout if I didn't hate Amy Schumer in this movie. Yeah, um, and it's just like, uh, you know, I, I say this, I've said this online a few times. I, I don't know if I've said it on this podcast before. Your media consumption is not your activism. Your politics do not live or die by which movies you see and which movies you like, for the most part. I mean, there are some exceptions, but like... Sure, yeah, I like is, where you're putting your money. Like, but this is like not... It's not trying to hurt anybody. No. It's, it's just naive. Like, yeah. That's really the biggest problem is it's naive and, and therefore there's like reductive and somewhat some some parts that frustrate me. And but but I'll tell you what, I'd I'd watch this again before I'd watch Trainwreck again. Yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah, because I mean like it I, was a delightful um it was a delightful watch. Yeah, and I didn't feel like it was, like, punishing her the entire time. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's definitely just, like, a, you know... I mean, I think it's been a long time before we've had a character that's just, like... la di da di da like, kind of, like, Spongebob-y, like, but a woman. Like, I feel like it's been a minute. Yeah, and she's very had, like, Spongebob-y. Like, because I guess, like, Anna Ferris kind of was like that. And, I mean, she's... D, you you saw those you saw those overboard trailers, right? No. Oh yeah. What? No. You know, Anna Ferris is doing an an overboard remake. Oh no, that, I did not that know like that. Comes out like soon, and I'm thinking that we probably need. I to I think see we it. should definitely see that. I love yeah. Anna Ferris. Like I feel like if I feel like if there's something like like, like I don't know if people thought when I when we announced that we were gonna do this episode that we were gonna be talking shit, but. I knew that we weren't. I didn't want to say we that both we knew that we were. <laughs> I feel like we both knew that, but we didn't want to. We didn't want to blow up our own spots. <laughs> yeah, no, this is this is not a shit talking. Like, I mean, also, like, even when we talk shit, like, I think that at least the intention for the tone of the podcast is not to just be like, ha ha ha, 
like fuck these dumb movies like we do it because we like rom-coms and we like the genre and so even when we talk about a bad movie it's like being disappointed in a family member because they're fucking up it's not like oh this person's trash it's like man you could have done something and you didn't like we were rooting for you tiffany yeah. <laughs> um, and it's just like yeah so i mean a lot of my issues with this movie is just you know the things that i have with like a lot of media made by well-meaning white people it's it doesn't really think about race very much it doesn't really um you know tackle sizes like above a large very well at all oh yeah no for sure or at all <laughs> yeah it, do it doesn't tackle like ability or ableism or like yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't tackle all the things that people want from their media homophobia all the things. yeah it doesn't you know like trans yeah transphobia i mean there's the beauty just, industry just, is so murky there's so much yeah there's so, the thing about the yeah there's so much to talk about in terms of the beauty industry that, and I just think it's more helpful in terms of this to be like, this was an attempt. This was a sweet attempt. That's like, you know, it's not perfect, but like it's perfectly enjoyable to watch. And there's a lot of heart there. And there was a lot of like, you know, they were really trying to make women feel good. Yes. They were, that's what they were really trying to do. And honestly, so much media makes women feel bad. <laughs> so I feel like that makes me on the side of this movie automatically a little more than I might be otherwise. And this movie has one of just like the nicest and like most realistic love interests I've ever seen. Like what a just what just like a straight up good guy. Like no issues with this dude. I have no yeah. qualms. And he feels really believed like he was familiar, you know, like I I, I was like yeah, that I've dated that guy. Like he's just sweet like what is he's real? Yeah, I just yeah. Yeah, because usually I can t I can find something to talk shit about in terms of dudes, and I just can't. There's just no nothing. because There's it was actually perfect. like a real connection. And of course, so. there was uh there was that other love interest, but like who cares about him? We don't actually need. To oh talk no, we about don't even him. need it. Yeah, we've already. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> so um, I mean, in short, I mean it's better than Shallow Hal. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Like the comparisons to Shallow Hal. Stop, like, stop disrespecting this movie like that. Like Shallow Hal could have tackled um, misogyny um, without making women's bodies the punchline. Um, but yeah. I won't even go into that. Um, yeah. uh, it's better that like go see it like whatever. And if you don't want to see it, that's totally fine um, because it's still a movie with problems. Um, but it's um surprisingly nice it's surprisingly nice and it's mostly harmless like it's, it's mostly yeah the problems with it are harmless and apply to a lot of media yeah so um and i can't wait to see um you know amy uh with some better screenplays like i i realized you know like uh you know, this is like her big release and snatched, snatched, like uh, from what I heard, just had like a really bad screenplay. I think with a good screenplay, I just feel like she's good. And like this screenplay has a lot of issues. The screenplay is definitely the worst part of this movie. Oh, for sure. But still, but the actor like Michelle Williams, Amy, like Rory Scovel, like they, they but everybody the elevates this screenplay. Yeah. A lot. So if if there was a good script, I think Amy Schumer as a comedic actress, like great. So I'm I'm going to keep watching her stuff because I do I think that this is where I like her <laughs> is in movies. Yeah, I like her in movies. So 
Um, I hope you guys have a fabulous day and that you feel pretty, whatever I, that means to you. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I really do hope you feel pretty. Uh, you don't need to hit your head on a soul cycle bike. You can just definitely don't do that. I don't know. Do whatever you need to do. Yeah. Do whatever you need to do. Um, I'm Bronwyn. Um, I'm Jordan. And, you know, like us, subscribe, share, tell us how you feel, tell us other movies you want us to cover, and we'll keep this dialogue going. Yeah. Bye. Bye.